1: welcome back to the dynasty happy hour i'm your host doug vasetti and i'm here with james and tyler we're going to be very formal and educated this week on the happy hour grab your scotch and a cigar and settle in
0: for this dynasty I grabbed a little bit of Sean Connery, a little bit of Hugh Jackman, and yeah, my
1: own, my own who was the twist. other
0: one? Uh, I don't know. Winston Churchill, maybe?
1: Sure. I was just my own Eddie twist Doug on a sophisticated individual. It's I'm the most unsophisticated down individual.
2: Down Eddie Doug from it's his Britain. It's his alter ego. Eddie oh, Doug. Hello.
1: Eddie Doug. <laughs> oh, I'm,
2: my Eddie Doug. I'm Eddie Doug. Eddie Douglas.
1: Oh.
2: Sounds like you should be on Ted Lasso.
1: I've never seen it. I don't have Apple. I I don't really like Apple products. So. It's I worth heard this it. A, I heard there's a new thing. They just changed their chargers now to make more money. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, on the new. Hey, iPhone. You know, those, ch- you know, those why- chargers
2: we all made you go by before
1: we're going to d- switch that up. They did the same thing with the headphones. Apple is the most sneaky evil company like, oh, everything's proprietary. It's got to only work on our stuff. And then when we want more money, we're going to make something super unique. So you have to go and buy that, too. And because that you buy all your proper. Apple products, of course you're going to buy all of them.
0: I'm an Apple guy. Oh, I love Apple products.
1: Oh, by the way, leave us a review and, uh, on iTunes. And a <laughs> <laughs> on Apple. On apple. App-
2: Apples are delicious, though. I will say that.
1: All right. Here's a quick quiz before we jump into it. Uh, favorite e. flavor of Apple. Honeycrisp. Honey crisp, that is the only answer. All a round of honey crisp, boys. And I found some apples, uh, some hard cider with honey crisp, and uh, pretty good. Nineteen eleven makes one. Uh, so if you Great apple Rook cider aficionados out there, nineteen eleven has I awesome
0: root beer. I am an apple juice fanatic. In the there morning. is honey crisp apple juice
1: too. I've got it for the kids, and it
0: is good. So it crushes w. the apples Hudson. in his hands. R.W. Hudson, they put Between out my an organic apple juice. It is the best, hands down, the best coming from the chef. Go get yourself a glass.
1: The chef knows, man. True. All right. So welcome in this week. We're a little off the rails already. It's just one of those kind of weeks, you know. It happens. Not much going uh, on. I mean, we got some news going on. We're going to talk about dynasty startups. Just the tips. We're not going to give you the whole thing. We <laughs> won't give you the. We won't give you the shaft. We're going to give you plenty of information. So you're just going to get the tips. This week and it'll be elite um but before we start i do want to uh shout out to our sponsor fantasy absolutely awesome website but before we do that uh like and subscribe on youtube drop a like dynasty happy hour follow us there you can watch us every sunday at nine o'clock eastern eight o'clock central six o'clock for you west coasters out there we appreciate all of your love i'm not going to break it down by international time zones because i'm not going to Uh, But like and subscribe on YouTube. You can watch us every week and listen. You can be active in the chat. Maybe uh, you throw some comments out there. We'll answer them live. That's what we do. So before we move on, Fantasy Points, though, absolutely awesome. You can use code DHH22 and get 10% off a Fantasy point subscription. 90% of subscribers in the last two years. That's 2020 and 2021. Probably the two worst years of my life. um, 90% of subscribers made the playoffs. That's going to go up this year. You can bank on it. 2022. Things are seemingly kind of sort of back to normal, much better than they used to be. I just went to a concert last night. It was great. No, nothing more. <laughs> uh, Atreyu. It was supposed to be asking Alexandria, oh. but uh, someone got sick in the band. So they weren't there. Uh, and Eva Underfire. guys.
0: Atreyu. Nothing Atreyu. more. That's from yeah. like the never-ending story, right? No.
1: <laughs> Atreyu! Atreyu!
0: Atreyu
2: is like one of the first more heavier rock bands. Like... Oh. I was introduced to. At first, I was like, "Oh,
1: twenty years, yeah." Atreyu yeah. and nothing more is one of my favorite bands, so I was really excited. So my wife and I went and saw that. Asking so
2: Alexandria, Asking Alexandria
1: live is really good. So it sucks yeah. you missed out. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Maybe next yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, but they are the lowest price in the industry at fantasy points. They have an analytic powered draft tool, DFS optimizer. If you play DFS, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later with one of our other awesome sponsors in Underdog. Uh, but they got a, a little bit of everything. Other podcasts from the network. There's articles if you're into. Uh, you know, if you've heard of Graham Barfield, he's absolutely awesome. One of the first guys that I started following in the um, fantasy community. And funny thing, he used to have his Marshawn Lynch um, picture for his Twitter handle. And uh, I met Graham and I'm like, wow, you're not Marshawn Lynch. That's weird. Um, so that was pretty cool. Fun fact. I feel like uh, you're mocking so me. <laughs> I am not. I am not mocking you. I, I legit thought Graham was African-American for the longest time. And then I realized that he wasn't. And I was like, "Oh." I should probably not read too much into these Twitter
0: uh maybe Twitter not pictures. go off of the whole
2: pictures you know Yeah I didn't I'm trying to was...
0: figure out what looks better for Tyler his cartoon from last year or his <laughs> yeah, finger this year my drawing easily You drew that personally? I did.
2: Yes. Huh? And it was be- it was because like everybody's using those like uh what is it the the photo thing Nate he's NFTs? in the chat he's got it not NFTs they take their own picture, and then it makes them like mm. a cartoon-looking yeah. type thing. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to do the same, but I'm going to draw my own. Self-portrait. I did it.
1: one of yes. one
2: of one. There's like an a NFT for card. you.
1: Yeah, there we go. A million dollars. Put it up on eBay right now, if that's eBay still thing. I think so. All right. Yeah, so awesome. So thank you to Fantasy Points. Awesome site. Make sure you check it out. Code DHH22. Get 10% off a Fantasy Points subscription. Boys, what is new? I You know what happened with me? I just went to a concert. I'm hosting a big Memorial Day party. I'm trying to dodge. I'm like Neo in the Matrix right now, trying to dodge COVID. I leave on a cruise in about 12 days. I need to test negative a couple days beforehand. I went to a concert yesterday. Uh, we're having a Memorial Day party tomorrow. I go to see Halsey with my wife on Wednesday. I'm literally going to be doing backbends dodging germs as best I can so pray for me out there that I test negative I can go on my
0: anniversary crew it's I mean that's called rolling the dice
1: oh for sure but the good news is I have trip trip insurance so uh, if we need to reschedule it'll just suck because it's not over anniversary but I'll figure that out I'm hoping knock on wood I won't have to use it so Tyler what is new with you uh you you were glowing about stranger things pre-show
2: oh my god like it took me less than 24 hours to finish all seven episodes, which I uh, it was I was all in. Like that was it. Nice. I started you did, watching you did
1: a true binge.
2: I well I, a true I binge would binge.
1: have been like I watched it all in seven yeah. hours. <laughs>
2: I mean the episodes are like over an hour long. Every episode is, oh. it's insane. I love it. Okay. And cool. that's pretty much what I did. And that's I, I've been just puzzle pieces in my head because volume four comes out June which is only like an episode, July. right?
1: It's like a movie format for the last one.
2: Yeah, I think so, but it's it's gonna be good.
1: Cool. Yeah, I gotta start on that. James, you uh, you started Obi Wan Kenobi. That's the Mexican Obi Wan. Obi
0: Wan Dale. Yeah.
1: Obi Wan Obi Wan Dale Robinson. Oh, yeah. That's a
2: that's a great team name.
1: You know, it's a really good time of the year for shows. We got Stranger Things. We got Obi Wan the Boys. Season three is coming out. Um, so it's like there's a lot of the (laughs) That's That's Is that their program? intro song?
2: I haven't seen it. Is that the song? Yeah, and then everything, is?
1: then like everything explodes and body parts go missing. Yeah, that's, oh. that would be pretty much the boys' season. So yeah, it's a good time for you, uh, for nerdy pop culture people like us, to uh, to watch TV when the yeah, weather's nice nerds. out. Thanks for that.
0: Yeah, okay. can't do it in the winter when it's shitty out. Every other Memorial Day weekend, it has rained in South Jersey. This weekend, no, it's It's freaking beautiful beautiful out. Oh, it's going to be 30. It's going to be like thunderstorm. So I didn't go to the beach today. 77 freaking (laughs) degrees. And I'm mad. So I said, all right, grab the kid. We are going to the boardwalk. So we went out to the boardwalk, took him on rides. Yeah, bought him like a hoodie, you know, beach. Beach guard, Did you buy it? lifeguard? That's a great
2: property to buy. Boardwalk, that's like the must-have.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we bought in boardwalk. this real estate market. I wish. Yeah, I wish, <laughs> um, but no, it's been a great weekend so far. I still have one day left. You know, gotta love Wanda. that <laughs> weekend, three-day weekend. Uh, shout out to all the veterans out there that have served our country and that are still serving our country. You know, yeah, thank you for that. And uh, talking about
2: you, Tim, Tim
1: Keller. Old host. Yep, yep. He's got his own podcast. It was awesome, the uh, veteran podcast, which is great. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Nate in the po- in the chat. Atreyu Fire Flames. I first time I've seen them live, and they were a lot of fun. Uh, they were really really good. They sounded good, and they were really into the crowd and funny. Um. Uh, so yeah. So so let's get into it. We've got some news this week. We've got uh Antonio Brown. He says he's not playing in 2022 because you know. Why would you no want? Team to, does anybody even want him? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh, no, dude. Like you know, you know, he's getting in front of this, so he's trying to save face by like, oh, I'm just not oh, playing yeah. in 20. Get out. He does. A lot running. of
0: my, t- a lot of my takes probably won't hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, Cap- Was that Captain
1: obvious as it flew by?
0: I was shocked. Like I dropped him in a league, and I'm like, I do not need him. I do not want him. Someone picked him up. Someone picked him up people still roster
1: Josh Gordon dude like cool. of course people are gonna roster Antonio Brown. I mean at least
0: Josh Gordon's on, a, on seen, a roster right now
1: I've seen Darius Geis on some of these roster reviews we've done <laughs> yeah that's right what is going on people will roster anyone with a that used to be good or was like an elite college prospect that has a pulse they're like maybe he'll come back someday and I'll make out and I'll slip maybe for come a back third round pick yeah get out of here yeah, so Antonio Brown, yeah, shocker, not playing. Nobody wants your ass. Peace out. All right, moving on. The Charlotte Observer, which is a great name for a newspaper because they observe things, um, reports the Panthers wanted the Browns to cover $13 to $14 million in a trade for Baker Mayfield. Why would you do that? Uh, the Browns are in a zero leverage spot, like negative zero if that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Their only option is to trade Mayfield and cover the majority of of his salary, duh, because no, because if not, they're just going to wait for him to release him, and then they'll pick him up for like the veteran minimum, because he's still going to get paid from the Browns. So, like, why would a team do that? Um, the Seahawks, who coach Pete Carroll, chewing on his gum, <laughs> said in March, plan to carry four quarterbacks, because that's smart. They only uh, got three. Hmm. Well, they're gonna pick up a fourth here soon. Yeah. Maybe it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Who this week, Kyle Shanahan pretty much said Jimmy Garoppolo is <laughs> not gonna be on this roster. Like, that was the
2: biggest whoops moment I've ever seen out of him. Like, I was uh, like yeah, like did he just well, say that? J- Jimmy, Jimmy's gonna get traded sometime. You know, the shoulder injury derailed it, but that might not happen. I was
1: just
0: talking out <laughs> loud. My head, my head. Foot voice in just mouth came, moments in the NFL. Voice. Brought to you by Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, so I saw that and I was sold, like, wow. Yeah, so everybody
2: who sold Trey Lance in the fear that all this, you know, stuff coming out of San Francisco camp, you know, was real. Uh, sorry about that, because you are going to miss out on a very good fantasy quarterback. Hey, he might not be good in the NFL, but you know what he's going to do? Like he did his games he started, he's going to produce some fantasy as mm-hmm. a quarterback one. I think somebody I forgot who it was put up the stats for Trey Lance and only put him for like 188 passing yards per game. And he was still a low end quarterback one with his rushing. So (laughs) he's, he's going to be good.
1: Yeah.
0: Can't wait for that.
1: faux show. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, You know, supposedly the Deshaun Watson news is supposed to drop here in the next month or so about what his suspension is going to look like. I think it Um, could be this week, actually. Maybe. Yeah. I'm going to laugh if it's like the season because the Browns are going to be like, oops fun. So, we, baker. We, we fun <laughs> hey, so baker we fucked up guys hey baker you're yeah. our guy we love you don't leave you know what you is want it- you want to play well and get your stock up for your free agent year that's what they Did that's you do how they some have with your it. beard yeah. we love <laughs> we'll your give you the keys do to the stadium back so you can
0: shoot another commercial
1: yeah that i would love to see the chaos oh, in cleveland boy. that would be great so yeah so keep your eyes peeled for the deshaun watson it'll probably drop on a friday uh, in the next few weeks, because Friday is typically the news dump day. Um, it depends on when the NBA finals are. They'll drop. It. If there's a finals game on a Friday, they'll be like Deshaun Watson suspended for they'll the they probably year. make
2: a commercial out of it. Kind of like the big movie review, reveal for the, the summer, like a Marvel movie. It'll probably just be a commercial. like the Deshaun, Deshaun Watson,
0: Watson trailer.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I fudged up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So keep an eye Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah. The Panthers, the Seahawks are really the only two teams that make any sense. Um, but speaking of the aforementioned Browns, my guy, the guy I've been on since day one, and I've invested in, in a lot of dynasty leagues, who's yet to pay off, uh, but I'm hoping he does soon because uh, I, I still love his, his athleticism. He's shown flashes. He's now the fifth highest paid tight end of all time ridiculous a yearly average of 14.2 <laughs> so million dollars how the chief the high chief david njoku four year jersey guy 56.8 million dollar contract extension they franchise tagged him. that gets thrown out the window now that they've inked him to a long-term deal you know if deshaun watson only gets suspended a few games and maybe it's the Amari Cooper and and Joku the passing game goes through. I mean, I like David Bell too and we like DP. Uh now that he's got he's got the bag. They're going to have to use him. I you know, it, they didn't use him a ton these last couple of years. So they're going to
2: unlock him this year is what they say. The time
1: is now. It's going to be the year five breakout, right? This is what happens with tight ends. You have to sit on him for 5 years sometimes not.
0: We don't. did see at the end of last season that he actually started to get targets but beginning of the season Austin he Hooper flashed down, down and, and he got hurt. Yeah, so I I am hoping the the rosters that
1: I still have in Joku on I am just holding um because I still believe and I'm gonna go this is the hill the, right next to Dante Moncrief Hill is David Injoku Hill and that's where I, I am I'm and on, I'm on like, the Moncrief
2: hey, Hill we're cresting on the Ninjoku Hill I'm on the Moncrief Hill and I look over I thought you were here Doug
1: <laughs> Nah man they moved my, they dug me up and put me over on Injoku Hill. <laughs> As I'm a,
2: there, on the as I'm on the James Cook Hill with like a couple others.
1: Yeah, there was an investigation, and they had to dig my body up from the Moncrief Hill, and they just decided to rebury me They're on the like, hill. Hey, here's a
2: hill really close to the Moncrief Hill. Is <laughs> this guy kind of like on. David and
1: Joku a lot? Just put him over there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just tell his family that we moved him if they want to pay their respects. All right, so we've got the Athletics. Mark Kaboli, Kabali, sure. Reports Deontay Johnson has not reported to Steelers OTAs. Uh oh, so not a surprise here. I think the um, not that the writing was on the wall per se, right? But Deontay Johnson, you know the the Steelers go out and draft a couple of receivers and George Pickens, who has gotten some glowing reviews thus far. Um, Seems in, good from OTAs. <laughs> yes, he is. And I stole him at the end of the first round in a bunch of leagues. Let's go. At least I hope he pays off. And of course, with them um, drafting uh, the other gentleman who I have on a ton of teams, Austin. Um, you know a lot Are of people have been yes. <laughs> A I, lot swear of people, I swear it's Tavon. It's Miles Austin, guys. Um, you know, the 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 belief is that Deontay might be gone after this year. Uh, he's in that class of receivers with McLaurin and Metcalf and all these guys that want to get paid big bucks. So this is going to be interesting to see. You know, I like Deontay. Is he worth that kind of money? I we'll don't know. We'll see if
2: Big Ben just targeted him 18
0: times a game or if he's actually that good. I
1: mean, I mean we'll the see. Steelers aren't yeah.
0: notorious for paying their wide receivers. He's at the end of his uh, rookie deal fourth year. I, he's owed what? Three, not a ton, $2.7 million. Like that's pretty much nothing. They can let him walk. They went and drafted other wide receiver, good wide receiver in George Pickens. They are hitting reset on this franchise between Najee Harris, um, Friar. small slider hand, uh, who's, who's, uh, Pittsburgh sliders. Uh, what's his name? Kenny, Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Yeah and uh fryer your hands so uh and and i think and Claypool be right hands. out the door after him too I, I i see them recycling through receiver after receiver year over year so yeah it uh, sounds yeah. like
2: claypool's got his crap together this off season too. there's reports that he's coming with a different mentality probably because he knows Don't that act like a knucklehead yeah he <laughs> probably because he knows that hey the team drafted a better player than you are and somebody who's actually ultra competitive. Oh no, and someone's Claypool's coming issue was camp. he wasn't like Pickens off the off the field issues. No, he was ultra competitive. He got in, in game because yeah. he like I would rather have that than Claypool, who has off the field crap who uh, yeah, it just kind of sounds Pickens like
1: Pickens the was... Michael
0: Crabtree of the of this year.
1: Oh, is he gonna steal somebody's chain? Ooh, Tune in and find right out. Off. We'll see.
0: That'd be awesome.
1: Uh, so Colin Kaepernick tried out for the Raiders, largely considered a positive. The Raiders have Nick Mullins, who I used to like, uh, and Jared Siddham, who's trash, uh, who they traded for from the Patriots. Do we think he gets picked up anywhere? I I, I am one that still believes that Colin Kaepernick should have been in the league this whole time based on some of the backups that we've seen in the league. He's clearly been blackballed for kneeling, which was not against the freaking national anthem or the flag. It was about police brutality, but whatever. I'm not going to go on that tangent. Um I think Kaepernick should absolutely be in the league. I think he's talented than probably two thirds, three quarters of the backups yeah. that we see in the league. So, is that someone in superflex leagues that you feel like I eh, got a roster no. spot?
0: No. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. If you could pick him up and put him on your waivers, what happens if he winds up starting for Seattle? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, he was not great at throwing the football. He's I don't a care. Heck i mean, an athlete. That's fine, and I don't care about the the throwing aspect he, of it. He'd be if he can run the ball. Philly. Oh, God, he'd be
2: perfect in Philly behind Jalen Hurts or perfect behind Lamar Jackson, even though Tyler Huntley's there. that That's the thing. He needs to end up on a team with a quarterback that style. So if that quarterback went down, they don't have to change anything. They can keep it the same. I don't know if Kaepernick can San run Francisco? as fast as he used to. Yeah, that'd be a great spot. I mean, <laughs> go back happening. to Sam Fran. It's yeah, I agree that he's he's better than Sean Mannion up here in Minnesota, like easily. Uh, he could probably still sling it decently, but from what I saw when he like how old is he now? Like 35, 36. 34,
0: I believe. Yeah,
2: hey, it's it's to the point where from what I last saw him, I didn't see anything much, you know, and from the throwing aspect, but from the running side, he could have some upside. So, in, in my opinion, I'm just kind of staying away and letting somebody else waste their fab on him. But th- yeah. that's just me.
1: All right. And last but not least, the Falcons signed a running back. It is the favorite running back of the podfather back in the day. Jeremy McNichols. The current Falcons backfield is Cordell Patterson. We've got uh, Tyler Algier. We've got McNichols and uh, Damian Williams. Just a lot of like crap. I mean, Cordell Patterson had a great year last year out of nowhere. I don't think he does that again.
2: They want to play Um, him at receiver a little more.
1: Yeah, I think he'll be like that weapony, cheap ghetto Debo Samuel yep. for sure.
2: Everybody's everybody's gonna try it because it's a copycat league, so everybody's gonna yeah. find their Debo. So
1: CPAD, I think, is still gonna have fantasy relevance, but it's gonna be interesting to see. I, you know, I I was kind of into McNichols a little bit, not as much as. And the aforementioned, um, pod father himself, who was like all about, he actually had McNichols on his podcast back in the day
2: and Tim um, Keller, who was a uh, huge like Mc,
1: McNichols fan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's more like, uh, I was just going to make a McPickles joke with Scott fish, but I won't. That's pretty good. McPickles. I tried to formulate it in my head and, to make sense and I couldn't think that quickly. Womp womp. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Atlanta probably going to draft a running back in 2023. Let's put it that way. Uh, I don't know if I maybe, don't know if the guy I I mean,
2: we all thought they were going to the past two years and they did not. They took some That's later true. on later on guys. Algier could be fine. He could be like a three point eight yard per carry type guy because that offensive line isn't great. And maybe just eight eight him touchdowns. Dust. yeah, just maybe nine hundred yards or so. If he gets a bunch of carries, not 300 carries. OK, yeah, <laughs> that would be ugly. It's like old school
1: Eddie George, like when he was at the end of his career.
2: But man, this team needs a lot. And I think they've gone offensive side. And this is why I think they don't draft a quarterback next year, because Tim Williams from Alabama would be my pick over any quarterback in this next class, because I like Ritter and Tim Williams. If you guys haven't watched any college football is an animal. He he gets to every quarterback. Doesn't matter who you put on him. This guy for pass rush in, in IDP leagues. He is going to be a stud. He is the dude.
1: Who's the dude that won fantasy championships for people year? Tim, Tim Hightower, right? Yeah, he won yes. fantasy championships for people years ago. I remember that. I think I rostered him in DFS that week. Tim Hightower. Let's go. This is a throwback is for a you. Name
2: I have not heard in some time.
1: Mm. It, just, <laughs> it just won deep in the archives. <laughs> it's Let me look it up in my many leather-bound books that I have behind me. I
2: was doing Obi-Wan, by the way.
1: Yeah, I so I do the classic Alec Guinness Obi-Wan with my son Lincoln. And he's like, Dad, that's not what Obi-Wan sounds like. And I'm like, <laughs> you shut your mouth, young man. <laughs> and he's and I'm like, so I had to show him a clip of old school Alec Guinness, who shares a birthday with me, by the way. Fun fact. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, you, you sound like I'm like, I'm not doing the new Obi-Wan. Come on, I'm going old school. And he's nine. So he doesn't know what old school means. But anywho, uh, you, know, old school is the Phantom Menace, which came out 23 years ago. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Shush! She Who's old. <laughs> I saw that in the theater, the theatra. Same. All right. Let's move on. (laughs) Same. Correct. Small shout out to Lonely Island. All right. Let's go to our next sponsor, Trophy Smack. Absolutely awesome. They are hosting a Scott Fishbowl live draft in their new offices. What? Matt and team killing it down there with Trophy Smack. So upgrade your fantasy league today. Whether you play football, possibly you, Hockey, basketball, baseball, and soccer, all covered with Trophy Smack. They're completely customizable. And James, tell us about what happened to you recently.
0: So I was on the Twitters, you know, hanging out on Twitters on a Friday night. No Twitter. big deal. And I see the sh- the Trophy Smack come up on my timeline. And it says, oh, well, join uh, join us tonight on Shark Tank and see if you can find the Easter egg. And I'm like okay i was like I, like I like shark tank i'm a business kind of guy i like business transactions and it just turned out that uh kevin hart was on that episode and i i like kevin hart you had to and squint was, to see him though it was so the tiny yeah exactly um but it was the finale so it was it was good uh um, mark cuban was on you know the kevin cubes. hart the cubes and i was like all right let me see if i could find this easter egg and sure enough there was a boxing match kind of business or something like that some boxing glove business and they had a trophy from trophy smack a completely customizable belt and i'm like wow i wonder if that's the easter egg sent it in i heard back i actually won the customized belt hey 100 customizable and you know what i was talking with you guys a little bit off show and i'm like i'm not sure what i want to do with this they're like what league are you gonna do and i'm like I won this fair and square. This is my belt. Absolutely. Okay. So it's time for the chef to be a little greedy and I'm going to make it the FF chef championship belt. Tyler had the great idea. Put down the championships you have won and continue to do it. You will see it here in the studio. Eventually. Um, I'm still working on the customizations
1: because there are so many. You should scoot that Taylor Jersey over just a tad and then hang it top to bottom. I'm a man cave designer. Uh, You're
2: still be... talking about the belt, are you? I don't know. I
0: lost <laughs> track. I got excited. No, I did.
1: I did try to send you a picture, um, but it was too large file size for you to put on the belt in my ball throw, but it was actually too, the, the file size was too large. So I'll try to, it's all about um, the bush. I'll try to reduce it
0: so you can customize that belt. So you can have me, um,
1: you know, emblazoned.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I want on, uh, on uh, my personal belt your face or nuggets just remind anyway.
1: me of all the leagues that i've been teabagging you in oh and you can also get a ring you and you can going
2: going also get a down ring now you can also get a ring like doug and i well mm-hmm. i have one for our trade addict seven championship i've got it sitting right on my desk it's nice and displayed because you never know you are gonna win a league like that with a bunch of sharks in it so it's always nice to uh get a trophy that was approved by shark tank yeah, when you're in a and, league full of and if you
1: want a ring just like that, use code ring when you purchase a belt uh, or a trophy on the website. And they also have stuff for losers of the league. Once again, that's code ring for that free ring at checkout. All right, let's get onto it. Dynasty Startups, just the tips. Tips and strategies we like to keep in mind when we are entering into a startup. So I need to switch my thingy around. So James, this was your brainchild for this week. So why don't you kick us off With these dynasty.
0: Yeah, it's a holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. And I know there are a lot of startups going on. Rookie drafts have come and gone mostly. I think I have like one or two left. I got some I figured, I figured let's help out some of the guys that go out there and ladies, not judging, uh, that are doing startups. And first and foremost, I want to say, do not join a dynasty team. If you do not, a dynasty league, if you do not want, to be in it for at least three to four years. All right. Don't be that person that joins, plays one year and says, Oh, uh, My yeah, team I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stick to a keeper league or go back to redraft because this is dynasty and it's supposed to be for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, know your league, know your roster and scoring settings. If it's tight end premium, if it's super flex, we've been talking about super duper flex uh, rosters, 6 passing touchdowns if there's taxi slot are there other rules like this is important information that not a lot of people look at when they say oh yeah I'm just, I'm just gonna go on the internet and uh, find a league and oh it's a dynasty league I've never done that before <laughs> and they're like yeah those are the people that leave the league and that's something that you really don't want to do you want to make sure you know the, the roster settings and the scoring settings easy tip to start out
1: yeah, I think one of the things if you're uh, deciding to commission one of these leagues as a startup is to really not Find interview owners. Yeah, not interview yeah. the owners, but ask them the right set of questions about like, hey, like I'm starting this dynasty league, or you know, if it's someone that's established in the community, cool. But don't just assume because they're in the community that they're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm in it for the long haul. So because I think that's an error that people make. They may be like, oh, this guy's followed me for a while. He's in a bunch of leagues. Um, have really, seen it, Doug. <laughs> oh, 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 we've, I mean, how many how many managers have we flipped over in UDPL at this point? Like, it's a lot, and a other good leagues. chunk.
2: And I mean, you, you've got like like you're talking about. I'll, I'll let you finish, and then I'll piggyback off it.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So I would say if you choose to be a commissioner of a startup league, um, you know, if you're doing it for fun, hey, that's cool. You know, there's casual people that play Dynasty too. But one of the things in the league that I commission, I only commission one Dynasty league, and we've had some turnover. But, uh, you know, I have people, other owners, like, recommend people. And then I say, hey, really let them know what it's about because it's a salary cap, contract year. There's a lot. The bylaws are huge. Um, there's a lot of details. So I, I, I tell them up front, like, hey, this is what this league is really about. And I, it's something that you can't just take casually. It needs to be something that you're, you're fairly committed to. Like, yes, you need to submit a lineup every week, but there's so much stuff going on in the off season about, you know, trades. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, well, not startups, but in dynasty, one of my biggest annoyances is when you send someone a trade offer and it just sits there stale or someone's not paying attention. Um, so trying to avoid having those type of owners in the league. And we just brought in a new owner um, in that league this year. And I told her like, there was some other people that were interested, but she seemed like the best fit. And she was really curious and she's like, Oh, I get this. And she's been really committed, which is great. So I brought her in. Um, but it seems like every, other year i'm making some sort of um you know new manager and that's okay um but eventually you want to get to the point where you have a solid group of the same people for an extended period of time because it's really all about that you know tyler was talking about a week or two ago about making a binder like leo pasiga friend of the show we're in a draft together already making it Um, yeah and leo's great and he he was all about like you know making your notebook you know like oh tyler likes to draft running backs at the in round one every year or like this is what he likes to trade for or he starts to heat up during rookie season and he'll trade anything for picks like or James the, Cook or James Cook like or pictures
0: yeah. <laughs> of, James <Cook.
1: laughs> picture of James Cook picture of James's cook Um, so yeah there's a lot of that stuff too so th- that's one of the things is once you have a solid group of um, it makes it easier and more fun I think because then you can freely smack talk people know each other for long enough um, so yeah, so that's mine. So go ahead, Tyler, I'll hand it back to you.
2: Yeah. And, and going with the smack talk thing, know your league. And also the people that come in, we've had a league a home league with some friends that I, a friend of ours, Damon, it's he a brought in, league,
1: just Tyler and
2: Damon. he brought in, he brought in somebody <laughs> and it literally destroyed the league. Like the league fell apart the year after just because this, this person was, unbearable he he couldn't take criticism he couldn't take if if he was going against the rules like he called it was almost like the jock peterson thing that you've seen honestly it was just that like was that so just funny thinking, just thinking about that like this guy tried to call somebody out on a rule and he was doing the same thing like <laughs> and and i caught him on it and then we started arguing and then, yeah, you know, the, the whole chest puffed out type thing. and, and people Yeah, there was a sword de- fight in the bathroom. It was crazy. Yeah, people get super defensive about fantasy football. And fu- I like the competitiveness, but also find people that you can have fun with, like smack talk, and they don't take it to heart and they don't get angry and then just, you know, drop everybody and then leave the league. There can be people like that and make sure you're not finding those people and don't be those people yeah don't be those people have fun with it it's fantasy it's
1: just fantasy football guys
2: like it's literally just fantasy football the buy-in i mean the biggest buy-in i have is 50 bucks six million dollars is is 50 bucks but i have a cut like two to three of those but those leagues like people like oh it's only 50 bucks i've heard people say but it's like it allows me to relax more. It doesn't get me all panic, like, oh my God. If yeah, I Yeah,
1: imagine some of these high stakes players that are in like thousand, fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred dollar leagues. Like
2: that that's insane. Like I would be <laughs> I'm mean, sweating. Like can... if it's if it's that much, <laughs> don't I'm tell, w- don't
0: tell my wife, guys.
2: And and if we're gonna go that, I'm gonna win now every year. Oh. I am throwing the towel in. You win that league once. Yeah. Like you've got you've got you're paid for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, For like you've, 10 years.
0: Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to be.
2: It's, I see that just blows my mind. I, I can't, I wouldn't be able to do fantasy if that was the case because my stress level would be to the max. I think you need, like, if you're going to start a league, find a comfortable starting spot, find, agree with everybody else, and then also find good owners. I know UDPL, we've gone through a bunch of people, but you know what? There's going to be people that want the team. There's always people. Yeah. It doesn't matter how bad this team is, as long as this league has you know, been in place for a little bit has good owners and you're a good commish. Like that's all you need. Commissioning sucks. Even if sometimes. you're
1: a, even if you're a decent commission, Tyler,
2: I mean, honestly, commissioning sucks. Sometimes <laughs> yes, it, it, it sucks because it's just like politics. Like <laughs> if there's a rule change, politics kick in. And See, this is
0: the whole thing. And this goes with knowing your league mates, knowing your league rosters. I will not join a league if it doesn't have bylaws already, if the commissioner has a set of bylaws that everybody has agreed to, that's the kind of league that I want to be in. It's well-organized. There's a rule for every single little thing. And at the bottom, it says the commissioner has the right to do what's best for the league. Those are the leagues that I want to be in. I don't want any intangibles that are going to turn around and, and screw me up halfway through the season or after january I find out that two teams traded all their picks and bounced like that's not the kind of stuff that I want to be in oh you know, I want it to be fun I want it to be elongated and I I wanna I want to win but not necessarily here and now I I want to win down the road and continue to win and continue to win like I'm gonna beat tyler's ass this year
1: i like it i like it all right what else we got for startup tips boys i know we got a lot yeah uh, uh, for for let's go more into strategy yeah and Strate-go. my
2: so I was talking to James and these guys and I, I'm gonna come out and say it startups are not my personal best <laughs> I am good after I'm good at finding buys. you're more of a
1: finisher rather than a starter yes you're good at I, trading I'm good for
2: at, I'm, James Cook I'm good at finding values going going for my guys and believing in my process and hoping it works out. Uh, I, I'm a good team builder per se after the draft. And for me, if it's super flex, it's quarterback, quarterback, easily. It's the cheapest place. You're going to get quarterbacks. I'm going to go young quarterbacks because after that you're in so in my opinion, if you're in the first round and I've heard people be like, Oh, I traded back from one Oh one or one Oh two. And then I took Jonathan Taylor. Well, you know what? When his value starts going down, you're going to have to give Jonathan Taylor plus to get that Josh Allen. And it's going to suck because you're not going to get him. Whoever has Josh Allen, Mahomes, or Herbert will not let him go. It's going to be nearly impossible. You're going to have to pay everything. So if you have the ability to take stud quarterbacks early, heck, I'd even trade up to take two good quarterbacks, and then just the rest is we'll we'll see. Because then I've got that biggest part in Superflex done and then i can worry about the rest later like that's my mentality it takes the pressure
0: off it does it does i mean if you have if it's a super flex league good some of the people that may be listening to this podcast may not be in a super flex league now trading back for extra draft capital it in my opinion is always a good move all right if 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 you can get somebody in the second round and then have an extra pick in the second round and then say the fourth or fifth round, you just gained capital. Or, or you trade back pick.
1: and you, you know, you trade from like the second to the fourth, and someone gives you a 2023 20, first.
0: Yeah. Stuff like always that. Always look That's to always, always look to accumulate extra value while you're in a startup. Mm-hmm. Especially in a startup, because some people are like, Oh, well, oh, I'm gonna play for the win now situation, and, they, and then they get there.
2: You need to know what you're doing. If you're gonna go for win now, you've got to go for that. And Like you can give up your first. Like I said, if you if you're going to win now, you're gonna find people like James is saying, and then you can trade back into the first, get your two stud quarterbacks, and then veterans are gonna fall all the time in,
1: in startups. Like Henry's gonna go late. These guys are gonna go later because nobody can, wants them. You can if you are skilled enough, you can actually pull it off where you trade back, get future picks. And still build a win now team that can compete, correct? You always want to have like, that
0: which is like sure and present the, the mindset at the, the same chef's time
1: to pull that off. What
2: you're gonna need a walker and some fresh tennis balls because that team going to be old,
1: <laughs> yeah. But if they win in year one, you paid for a bunch of years and then you have a bunch of picks in 23, you can start to kind of do that like two year maybe flip it over type of thing,
0: yeah. But make sure you have the picks if you're gonna go older mindset. And the win now mindset, make sure you have picks for if not the following year, the year after that, and you want to have at least two to three extra picks besides your own, uh, to pad that age cliff. And that's and that gets I'll segue right into it. You you have to be mindful of age cliffs, running backs, ages 27 to 28 now. You don't really want to roster them. Uh wide receivers 29 to 30. You kind of want to stay away from them. But if they fall in a draft, which in a dynasty startup, they usually will. And you're sitting there with a, oh, I'm, I'm looking at almost win now team. Yeah, you can take a shot on one or two of those age cliff guys if you're getting back some kind of value for the future when you take them. Say, okay, um, I'll move back to the sixth round from the fourth round. You, you t- wind up taking, I don't know, theoretical Tyler Lockett. All right, he may only be good for one, maybe two years, but you acquired a 2023 20, second for moving back and you mm-hmm. take in. So that's that's the kind of thing that I like to pay attention to when I'm in a startup
2: during trade during trades to in a startup, put players to the picks. So in my opinion, you've got your list. If say you're doing an MFL or sleeper, they give you tears. Sleeper gives you tears right there. So it allows you to look at like, okay, I'm going to trade back two rounds, accumulate a 23 first. You can put a player to that pick and then a player to the pick that you're trading away and think to yourself, if this startup's over, am I giving up a 23 first? You know, is the value wise, is it different from those two players at 20, 23 first? Most cases, it's probably not. So that's what you kind of got to think about. The only time I think it really matters is if you're jumping into top eight in a startup. If you're jumping forward, then the 23 first is probably worth it because those players are usually worth multiple first. But the issue is you're giving up your second. So what is that second rounder going to be? So my, my philosophy would be put players' names to those picks you're actually trading away to move back or to move up. And actually see if giving up your future capital is worth it in that aspect because these 2023 firsts are worth their weight in gold. So there could be a, a chance it's not worth it.
1: Has anyone, maybe I'm just naive because I don't do a ton of startups anymore because I'm, I'm in a uh, hashtag trying not to add leagues. Has anyone made a tool or a t- calculator um, for startups like in terms of like trading back and values and things like that? Because I've I never think... seen anything like that that I know of. I, I like dynasty to utilize on a, might, on a slow
0: clock. Maybe, yeah, no. on the trade clock, uh, trade clock. If I if if I'm in a slow draft league, I'll utilize the dynasty trade calculator and see if the player that I want to pick is worth the draft pick. Okay, and so that, that's and how and you that, kind of like. Formulated. Yeah, I just I didn't know if there was it, anything
1: as uh, as straightforward. Of like, notice, okay, I have like the, the
0: 102. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jinx, show me a coke. Um, if you have the 102 it's like 29 widgets we'll call it but if you have kenneth walker he's 31 widgets Mm -hmm. see that's the difference there and i'm like "Hmm." so then i'm just a roundabout way i just didn't know if there was
1: anything like straightforward like that said hey this is a startup values like boop 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 Uh, i don't know if anyone's done that work hey maybe it's a uh, a niche product that
0: yeah the trade calculator definitely has a startup uh simulator so
1: yeah. to speak. Hey uh so and I see we got next on the list is when is it too early? It's never too early to go get your guy. I you know and I believe in this. If you are if you have strong feelings about a player, like for instance in my eliminator that I'm doing through uh, for fantasy cares with Scott Fishbowl, I was looking at the players and I was like, you know what? I'm I really like Travis Etienne this year, so I'm going to draft him ahead of ADP because I think he's got a really high ceiling and I think he could be a breakout player. And in this format where it's an eliminator, That can pay off huge. Obviously, in Dynasty, it's a little bit different because, you know, there's a little bit more on the line. Shout out to that. On the line? On the line. (laughs) Got to put it out there on the line. Got to put it on the line. Um, So to me, I don't think it's ever too early to get your player. I will typically in a startup, if there's a player that, especially if I have a long gap in between draft picks, I don't mind reaching a round or two to get my guy. Um, And I think, Tyler, a perfect example of you right now would be with James Cook in a startup, Right um that you say hey this is my guy i am committed and i think he's he may have an alvin Kamara esque impact in a year or two so i want to pay the premium for him now before i before like i try to trade for him when he's already kind of hit where i think he's going to be um so tyler uh, same mindset like i i feel a round or two is pretty comfortable i usually won't stretch too too much further than that
2: yeah i i completely agree the only I'd say the only time I would look to maybe a little more is rookies if they're in the draft, because if rookies are in drafts, people go, you know, thirsty on them. But sometimes, but there's also a times when those rookies can become values like uh Brees Hall. He's probably we saw a, our,
1: our sixth man. St- he went late.
2: Yeah. He's he's a second or third round pick in a 12 team league. And he can end up being a first round startup pick next year. It's literally, do you take the do you take the jump? Are you going to, to you know throw it all in, kind of like that? And you know what? Do it. This is for fun. Enjoy your league. Mm-hmm. If there's players that you like, go get them. And yeah, that's it. that's it. Like 100%. you want to cheer. You want to cheer for this team. It's not like you want to look at your fantasy score and be like, "Well, I'm winning." But man, I hate. I this hate team.
1: these like, players. I have so Aaron Rodgers. I hate this team. <laughs> there are so many teams that douche. I've
2: had where I've been like, "I'm going for win now." I'm getting these old players, and Doug, this happened to me last year in UDPL. I had like Zeke and Henry and I, I did not like the team at all. And I sat there. I'm just like,
1: you had your hands on the TNT. You were just you like, I, was, I, those players.
2: I hated that team. And I was, it was early in the season. It was like March. And I went to the league and I said, you know what guys, I don't like my team. I'm blowing it up like oh. that. And I, and I did. And yeah, I may have lost some value, but you know what? I really enjoy my team now, and I like the way it's looking. I've got some players, you know, from my own personal team that I, I you like. Got, you Hopkins. own a team? No, like Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons and, uh, you know, the, the you Vikings. Like you own a team,
1: like your own personal team. I was like, and,
2: and I mean, the other day I, I traded Etienne for James Cook. And I got a lot of flack for that. And you oh, know yeah. what? I'm fine with it because I believe in James Cook. Etienne could be fine. But do I trust the Bills more than Jacksonville? 100%. And I do like the player. So in my opinion, I, I love the trade. I got a lot of crap for it in that league. I mean, people were eye I saw it, and I was like,
1: eh, it's cool. You want to yeah. get your guy, you, just right to remind,
0: you just have to remind everyone, Tyler, that you just know more than everybody else. You know how <laughs> it's going to turn out. And these I guys don't. scrutinizing you. Be like, you know what? It doesn't we'll always turn out. out at the end Tyler of and
1: I have made some trades. It doesn't always turn so out. I
2: do, I do want make. to tell you about a trade last year that I got bashed for. I had Fields and Ron- Rondell Moore in the same league, UDPL. I traded those two for Zach Wilson and Jalen Waddle. Now, you tell me a year later how that trade looks.
1: It looks pretty good. I mean, considering Waddle, like, you know.
2: And and I mean Zach Wilson right now to some people is valued higher he than gained Justin he Fields. Gained some value like yeah. Justin Fields is the laughing stock of fantasy football right now, and Zach Wilson is the the next coming because all these weapons and year two and a Shanahan system. So if you don't don't be scared to take the leap is what I'm saying. It. it it may be nerve-wracking, but you know what? A year later, you could look like a genius. And you know what? A year later, you could not look like a genius. But, oh, well. It's, it's fantasy football. Yeah, we
1: won't talk about the Joe Burrow deal.
2: I forgot about that. <laughs>
0: Joe Burrow, huh?
2: It was after the knee injury. I don't want to talk about it. I was going for it. I went for the title. Oh. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Hmm. it was,
1: It worked out. For me, anyway, S- sucks for you. I
0: mean, well, then you should play, you should probably should play some more best ball than Tyler.
2: Also, we shouldn't talk about the Trevor Lawrence
1: for Jamar Chase trade either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we, we probably shouldn't talk about that either.
1: So I love trading with Tyler. It's fun. All right. Let's move like on. <laughs> yes, you do. So, what are you know, what's an underrated thing that you guys like to look at to kind of give you an idea? about where this player is and they might be for a few seams. What's a like a an underrated thing that
0: I look at contracts. Yeah. I look at sport track or spot track, however you want to say it. Spo track. Oh spot.com. Spo track. Tire rack dot com. I don't know. Tire rack. No. Big rack dot com. Um I like to check the contracts out Incandito and mode. like we mentioned in, in with contracts. Deontay Johnson and his contract, you know, news comes across and you look at it. You're like, Oh yeah. You know, he hasn't signed. he's not showing up in OTS. Well, why you should know the reason when you hear this news without going and reading the article, you'd be like, Oh, well, you know, he's on the last year of his deal. I should maybe shouldn't have drafted him so high mm-hmm. or you go and inquire that player or, inquire about a, that player on the field and you're like, Hmm, you know what? I can probably get him a little bit later right now because there is negative news about it. His contract is short. He may not be worth as much this year, but if he lands on a wide receiver needy team next year, you're getting a value and then his value grows over time. So those are the kind of things that I look at. I want to know how much, how many years their NFL contract is. and it, And I try to correlate it with their fantasy value.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things, too, is, like, I know a lot of people looking at Miami's backfield as being kind of fluid situation. But when you look at the contracts that Miami gave to the running backs that they have, Raheem Mostert, veteran minimum, Sonny Michelle, veteran minimum, Gaskins on a round seven draft pick deal. Double crap. Uh, A guy that I like that's been going later in startups and in best ball is Chase Edmonds. Like, they paid Chase Edmonds. Like, he's going to be involved in the offense. So when, you know, when it comes down to those later rounds and you're like, oh, I don't, should I take a Chase Edmonds or like maybe it's a veteran running back in the last year of his deal, you know what? The Dolphins believe in Chase Edmonds, new head coach, like these things, like from San Francisco, like you can kind of connect the dots a lot of ways. And I think a lot of it is is following the money because typically in the NFL, if a player gets paid, um, you know, or, or he's the highest paid position on that team, outside of, like, Nelson Aguilar for the Patriots, but whatever. Um, you know, I think that you have to follow that because that shows you that they're going to value them. A lot of people have been like, well, a lot of people mention the Chiefs receivers and forget about MVS totally. They gave MVS more money than they gave Juju. They so I shouldn't think be it,
2: sleeping on MVS. No, I think so, that's going to be a mistake, by the way.
1: So I think MVS, when you like follow the money, the Chiefs value MVS more than they value Juju because they paid him more money. So I think he's going to be more involved. And I think that that's a, a sign that over time usually works out. And you will have some exceptions to the rule. Like I said, Nelson Aguilar, they gave him a ton of money. They didn't use him a ton. Kendrick Bourne got more usage. So it happens sometimes. But, you know, especially later on well, in the I draft.
0: Mean, if they're throwing the ball three times, only so many people can catch it. That was it.
1: one game. Um, So I think that was one-
2: That was Fat Mac. That's not in shape, Mac. Yeah, all right, Jack Mac, now.
1: Jack Mac. I think Jack Mac. That sounds like a custom burger. Like a, give me, a, I'll take a Jack Mac meal.
2: You mean th- other than Big Mac
1: with the onion rings? <laughs> it's a, it's a Big Mac but quarter pounder patties. It's the Jack triple Mac. stack
2: Mac. The Jack Ooh. Mac.
1: And stuff. So yeah, I, I think that's a good way, especially later in your drafts, to kind of sort out players when when you have a tier where it's like a bunch of guys. Those guys that are making the monies will go to the top of that tier for me because it shows that the team, uh, especially if they just gave them a free agency contract too. Um, it's not like they gave them a deal and then they sucked Nelson Aguilar. I'll, I'll stop. So on
2: him. Um, my, another strategy I like is uh, I don't like to worry about running back in a startup. In, in my opinion, you draft a running back in a startup over a younger receiver. You are almost losing value. It's like buying a new truck, taking it off the lot. I mean, that's going to depreciate in value.
1: Well, it doesn't anymore because when you drive it off the lot, it actually goes up in value now.
2: <laughs> I mean, shout out yeah. inflation.
1: Have you yeah. seen used car prices? <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, I could probably get a, a good thirty-five bucks for my Kia Soul. So, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah. For for me, I just running backs and startups are a complete risk because you could draft them and then the next year you're out of running back. Deandre Swift right now is running back two in a startup. You could draft him at RB two or three. I love Swift, but you know what? He could be running back 18 by next season and your value could have just fallen off the table. Like that. That's, that's why I like to stay away from running backs. If I'm going super flex, I'm going quarterback, quarterback. And then if it's tight end premium, I may look there and then I'm going receivers. And I'm going to go young receivers with high upside and then say a running back does fall like Kenneth Walker's in the sixth round. Yeah, sure. I'll take him because he's a younger running back that has upside and still
1: hasn't risen in value. I think one thing that's worked for me too, talking about running backs is when you're in a startup, you know, do you handcuff running backs? And I actually don't mind that strategy as long as it's appropriate for like the tier breaks, because in I've had this happen to me in multiple dynasty leagues where I've rostered um, a couple of running backs from the same backfield. Perfect example. I had Todd Gurley on a dynasty team, and then I drafted Darrell Henderson like the year after. And it turned out that I had Todd Gurley left the Rams and he went to the Falcons and had a good year, all things considered. He wasn't terrible. He was startable. And then I had Darrell Henderson. So you took one starter and you made them into two. So that can work sometimes, especially if there's a backfield where you see a guy that like, uh-huh. all right, Vikings. like um perfect example so dalvin cook is there now you pick him in the startup you wait a handful of rounds and you get alexander madison maybe madison leaves as a free agent and he goes to the falcons and then he's still young and he's their starter yeah he's still like 23 or 24 yeah so and then he goes to the falcons dalvin cook obviously i think is still going to have some tread on the tires for a couple of years so you've kind of like you've uh, it's an advantage that you can get now it doesn't happen all the time and sometimes like drafting that backup running back. Um, it's really about how you believe in the talent. Do you think that that backup could be a starting running back? And in that case, like, yeah, handcuff them. And then hopefully in a year or two, then you have two starters out of it. It adds to your depth, but it also gives you more pieces to trade with down the road too. Um, so I, I don't mind handcuffing when I deem it uh, appropriate. Now, Tyler, you said tight end, going early for tight end and tight end premium. Now I know a lot of people will do the roster build of, Hammering tight end early and just, you know, getting some of the top guys
2: Kyle Pitts first round, then
1: Travis Kelsey yeah. or Wall or Andrews like they'll just go heavy tight end. And I've seen people win with that strategy, especially in leagues like uh, Capitalist Pigs 2. We've seen some people make the finals with a heavy tight end because they've got premium tight ends. And we all know when George Kittle goes off, he could score 40, 50 points pretty easily um, because, you know, he has a three touchdown game, at 150 yards. Um, so I don't mind going tight end early, although tight end, I, I got to have one of the top two of the top five guys in That's order to it. do it. Yep. Because if you try to go tight end and you're like, oh yeah, man, I'm going to smash and Joku and Hunter Henry and Logan Thomas
2: all <laughs> in three work. rounds in a row. Like it won't work. You're no. positional. Not, yeah. You're going to be same dude. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be. So if, if what I'm saying is like, there's maybe three tight end, maybe even only two. If I go quarterback, quarterback, and I have a pick in the third round, I'm hoping it's Andrews. Pitts won't be there, no. so I'm hoping I'm hoping it's Andrews. And if it's not Andrews, I'm probably just going to like Pat Fryermuth in the the sixth or seventh, and and I'm happy yeah. with that. Maybe well, because
1: Kelsey and Kittle are both their 100%. values diminishing. Like you yep. should be yeah. trying to get out from under Kelsey and Kittle, unless you're a win now team.
2: Also, like if, if we talk about age cliffs. Also, when I'm when I'm I'm drafting in a super flex league, too, and there's still quarterbacks on the board and you're picking. I know a lot of people are like, well, you can't draft more than two quarterbacks. You know what? Your third quarterback should be actually halfway decent, too, because when those bye week come or an injury happens, like Doug and I, we had an injury to Dak Prescott in Mm -hmm. in a league and we lost Joe Burrow. You know what happened to us that year? We sucked. You played your cousin, Andy Dalton. We sucked. And you know what? We won the title because our quarterbacks got hurt. And the next year we won because our quarterbacks were healthy. But you know what? Without two good quarterbacks, you're not winning. Like, that's the thing in a super flex league. So if you are on the the pick at, like, fifth or sixth round, and you're looking at the board, and you're like, I'm going to avoid quarterback. But there's a quarterback there. What I like to do is I like to look at everything else and say if the startup was over, If it was done and I was in a league, would I be able to trade this wide receiver, running back, or tight end for this quarterback one for one? And in most cases, it's no. You're not getting it. So if that's the case, I'm going to take my third quarterback and then say my other two are playing really well because I drafted them early and that's what I like to do. Then I could maybe look to do the whole trade down aspects trade a quarterback for i don't know like a ryan Tannehill, and get a pick back get like a a, a first back because say this quarterback is like kirk cousins and he's tearing it up in season and mm-hmm. this person's like i need a quarterback that that's a good way to do it like aaron Rodgers could be there in the fifth and sixth and he's he's going to mvp run you could get a lot for aaron Rodgers in season yeah for so sure. It's not a bad idea to to kind of look at it and, and from that point of view and just be like, if I'm in season, am I able to trade a David Montgomery for Aaron Rodgers? And there's a hundred percent chance that is not happening in a superflex league.
1: Yeah, and if you're in season, you know one of the things I recommend too is checking out Underdog. So I know the off is upon us, but you know maybe your dynasty team, you're a bit of a productive struggle. They're not doing so great. You're setting your lineup, but you're like, man, my team stinks, and you're you know you're focusing your interest. On maybe something fun like underdog and you want to play dfs you can do that go download the underdog app right now hit pause go download it's still be there use code dhh and you'll have your deposit matched up to a hundred dollars right away it's free money for you that you're probably going to do anyways uh so you can do rookies and sophomore drafts the puppy which is a, a best ball mlb nfl all sorts of stuff is with people. us soon
2: we're gonna yeah. start posting drafts on twitter oh, it's coming it, yep. It's good. It's going to be coming. We're going to get deep into best ball, and uh, you know, it's it's going to be fun. And you're going to be able to draft with us. So you might as well, like Doug said, just
1: yeah. And make sure you use code DHH. Um, and you can do over under predictions in season. You got prop bets and all sorts of stuff like that. that. So there's a that. lot of different ways that you can spend that two hundred dollars because you're going to put in a hundred and they're going to match a hundred. So you're going to have two to go in there and have a lot of fun with, and you can compete against us as well. So before we wrap up here, James, we've got a couple more things, uh, and I want you to cover them before we wrap up.
0: Sure. First uh, first and foremost, Mike Kinney in the chat, he asks, do new coaches and coordinators make pick picks change? Absolutely. If you look at, like, say, a tight end, and I'll use Gerald Everett as an example, he went from the Rams, which was a very good, opportunistic scenario to the Seattle Seahawks where they really didn't pass to the tight end as much. Now he goes to the LA chargers where the tight end gets utilized a lot. So yes, 100%. If a player moves, you definitely want to go and check out who their coaches are, what their style of play is, how do, how do they utilize those players? And it should help you make a choice between player A and player B during your startups. That's the first thing. Second thing, utilize your mock draft tools. Like we, we talk about uh, the, the trade calculator. We talked about underdog. You know, I utilize underdog to study ADP and not to like go pick for pick with your ADP, but use it as a guide. Like if I know, say in the next 12 picks player a and b are still going to be on the board i'm going to pick player c i may reach for a little bit and i know i can get my other guy coming back around so utilize your mock draft tools that's a big step for startups tyler
2: i also have some news we're going to give a scott fishbowl spot away right now
0: hey! Oh, <laughs> let's go <laughs> Sneaky.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know I put I posted on Twitter. I said we're going to do the giveaway this podcast. So uh, I, I will post something in the chat. If you listen to uh, the whole thing, congratulations. You made it through. If you just don't want to listen, you want to find out if you won. Uh, yeah, you can just go to this point. And right here, we're going to give away the Scott Fishbowl. Bowl. All I need to do is have you guys leave a review on Apple and iTunes and leave a comment. And guess what, guys? Dot Jim Three is the winner. Dot Jim Three hey, on D. Apple iTunes. Hey. He says very helpful Dynasty advice. It, and great podcast, well worth your time. The conversation always covers many ins and outs and what have you's of playing Dynasty. The nice. fellows work well together and cover all topics to help make you more informed, better fantasy player. Love we also it. got some also. Amazing reviews that uh, I want to start reading off here and then I know like the footballers and stuff do. So we will read more and more. And so like I like Doug said in the beginning of the show, go leave a review on iTunes and you're you could be you know commented on the show.
1: Awesome! Congratulations, Scott Fishbowl Twelve is about to be popping. Dot Jim three. 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 I hope I get to the Dot Jim Three. I hope I get in the Boston live draft. I'm I'm crossing my fingers that that I'll be. Are there that any more live
0: drafts? Draft. Being announced.
1: He's slowly rolling them out. So, yeah, I think uh Boston was like the sixth or seventh one. That was I one. will be
2: at the Minneapolis one. I already told my wife
0: right around the corner from your house. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice.
1: Uh, a couple other things before we wrap up. Uh Scoop up your late round players. Uh We talked about that a little bit earlier. Don't drop uh, free agents. We talked about. Rookie <laughs> and you don't. We talked about rookies or vets, um, you know, depending on how if you want to go win now, like you can get veterans later. We talked about, you know, moving back and getting picks and and win now and then scout rookies in the offseason, because that's important. Like you don't want to go into these startups and blindly be like, I've never heard of this guy, but his ADP is really high. Like and you may see that in some more casual leagues. But if you really want to get an edge in dynasty startups. Um, You know, scout these guys, listen to more podcasts. Um, absolutely. You know, there's podcasts out there that review player by player. Um, so you can do that as a tool. Or, you know what, you say you want to scout Brian Robinson, you go into the YouTubes, or you go into the Googles, and you want to watch some game tape on Brian Robinson, you can absolutely do that. And then maybe you fall in love with a guy like Brian Robinson, or like James Cook, for instance. Um, or Tyler or whoever, um, to just better educate yourself because, you know. What
0: website is a good website to go to? Dynasty Nerds, now? the film room, of oh, course. that's
1: right. What a segue. Woohoo! hoo <laughs> Wowzers. I, I can't believe you just did that. Go to DynastyNerds.com and sign up for the Nerd Herd. Use code DHH <laughs> for 15% off of any subscription. Trade tools, extra Nerd Herd episode, prospect film room. Oh, fancy that. Prospect scores, and the Dynasty GM. Love the GM. Awesome London. stuff from dynasty nerds, rich and team know how to get it done. So go and support them code DHH for 15% off. And you can check out our particular branding of DHH on Verde and global. Uh, you can find shirts, hats. If you want to support dynasty happy hour, please do that. in Verde and global and search for us today. Well, that's going to wrap us up this week. Good job, gentlemen. I am rooting for the Celtics to win game seven and get into the finals. So I'm no. keeping a close eye on that. What's like, the score right now? They're winning by six, I think, at the half. Ooh. So, I don't like uh, Jimmy
2: Butler, so that's all I care about. I'm that side guy.
1: eyeing I'm side eyeing the Celtics game as we've been podcasting. So uh so go Celtics, go green, and uh we'll be back next week for Doug, myself, James, and Tyler on the Dynasty Happy Hour. We'll see you soon.